Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. You're listening to Achtung Moore, broadcasting from the beautiful South Berlin. Set no subject. Hello dear listeners, welcome to An Empty Den at the moment. My name is Nick Hart, you are listening to Achtung Mill, number one Mill podcast of course. Um, the reason I'm sitting in an empty den, it's two o'clock actually, so it's semi-empty, it's filling up like a, a kitchen sink fills up with a dripping tap overnight. Um, I'm here early of course, dropping off my calendars, the Achtung Mill calendars to the MSC stand and to the Lions Food Hub stand, both of which are at the Cold Blow Lane end. Um, £10 per calendar, all profits will assist the Lions Food Hub, dear listeners. So yeah, I got here early today, which is um, a bit of a culture shock. I normally roll in just uh, short of kickoff for the most part, but today I'm here with acres of time to spare. So I'm actually sat sitting in my seat as the den fills up, as I've said. Uh, the team for today's New Dawn, as the club has it, on the official um, emails being sent out. New Dawn, the start of the Joe Edwards revolution, his home debut as head coach of course but the team just been announced I think that's an unchanged side from Sheffield Wednesday where we had that terrific 4-0 win of course up there at Hillsborough um, I believe it's an unchanged side I haven't checked that so uh, sue me if I'm wrong but anyway Bart in goal back line of uh, Murray Wallace Jake Cooper Harding Wes Harding Brooke Norton Cuffey then the midfield two of Jules Savile Casper Denor then a three I believe it's going to be George Honeyman Zian Fleming Ryan Longman and then up front, Tom Bradshaw, who's international duties with Wales in the week. So, um, what will we see today? I don't know about you, dear listener, but I've been anticipating this game really for the whole of the international break, ever since that fantastic win at Hillsborough. Um, I do appreciate, as there's been a debate online, that you've got to keep a little bit of realism. I'm speaking to you at the moment, the brilliance of a cold, sunny afternoon, an hour before kickoff. So... You know, nothing can go wrong at this at this point in, in the day. And in fairness to Sheffield Wednesday, they weren't the best side we'll ever see in our footballing lives, but they did create a couple of early chances. So we do have to be on our guard this afternoon. We're playing Coventry City, managed by Mark Robbins. But this is a massive, massive day, and it does feel a little bit like a new direction has been taken by the club. I don't know about you, if you've been watching any of the uh, interviews done by Joe Edwards, since his appointment but he comes across really well he speaks intelligently he doesn't sound like he's got the Ian Holloway disease of bullshit words and he just comes over as a, as a fantastic coach I can imagine working with him will be an interesting and you know hopefully enjoyable experience for this, this squad of players 
how we're going to perform this afternoon. Don't know. He's, he's promised front foot football. But uh, Coventry aren't a bad side. They're in uh, 20th position. A few places below us. We're obviously in 15th after that win up there in, in Sheffield. But uh, Coventry comes to us in 20th. So um, not doing particularly well as well as they would have hoped. So they'll be looking to get something out of today's game. And as we know, the monkey on our back has been home form. Was how, when was the last time you enjoyed coming to Millwall, dear listeners? Well, today, hopefully, that's, uh, that's a, that is the new dawn. It's a beautiful sunny afternoon, as I've said. And um, what a day, what a stage to be set for the home debut of Joe Edwards. Now then, dear listeners, as you well know, before each um, show this season, we do our Pundit Games question. And I've got a couple of Pundit Games here uh, questions here for you. Punditgames.co.uk. Christmas is not far away now. Get that game ordered if you're looking to buy a, a beautiful quiz football quiz game for the football head in your life um, various subjects Champions League and Football League today but you've got World Cup England National Team International Football name the genre of football and there's a subject uh, a pack of card questions in there so anyway just to give you a little teasy feel for the questions I'm going to ask you a Football League question today and but yeah, just as a contrast of the range we're going to go for a Champions League question as well so that'll give you a bit of taste of the range of um you know, posers, you get a series of questions, get four or five in a row, and you score a goal and beat your opponent, played over 45 minutes. So that's the essence of the game. Anyway, first question for you this afternoon, dear listeners. This is a journeyman midfielder, Football League midfielder, who's made more than 800 career appearances, um, scoring 176 goals along the way, across a whopping 20 clubs in the EFL and non-league. After retirement, he had his brief spell as manager of Leeds United in 24-15. 2014-15. He's currently managing Sheffield United women's side. Um, he's actually in the table of most appearances in the Football League all-time behind Terry Payne, um, Graham Alexander, uh, Peter Shilton, Tommy Hutchinson. So, um, journeyman, he played, I believe he played for Crystal Palace at one point, if I'm, if I'm right. So there's one, there's a Football League question. Second question is an Ivory Coast player, uh, made in France, as they put it. People often forget he's part of an exclusive club of players who've scored the winner in a Champions League final. He signed for Marseille from Auxerre. The powerful defender scored a beauty against Milan to clinch the 1993 European Cup. England fans might remember him headbutting Stuart Pearce at Euro 92. Um, so a French national type player. 45 appearances for the French national team. 86 to 93. He played for Marseille. 131 appearances. Auxerre from 1983 to 90. Marseille 1990 to 94. Then he played in for Rangers up in Scotland, 28 appearances in Monaco and in Japan for the Urawa Reds. So an Ivory Coast international who headbutted Stuart Pearce. So there's your two questions. We'll do the answers to those at half time, I think, dear listeners. Um, punditgames.co.uk. That's a taste of the kind of question you get on this fantastic football quiz game. So there we are. Team news done. I'm going to come back once the two teams are coming out to start the game. Just before we get into the uh, main uh, part of today's action, to this, I just want to give a shout-out to two, two colleagues, really. Number one, John Rankin. I want to give a shout-out to John Rankin. John's been not very well this week. I don't know if he's going to be here today. He said he might be, and I bet he will be. Um, but John has, has joined myself in the, uh, <laughs> the kind of club you don't want to be a member of, which is a stent, the Stent Heart Attack Club. So, um, But big shout-out to John. He's still, I spoke to him a couple of times this week. He's a regular contributor on our voicemails and on the show and um, I bet he's I bet he's here today he was talking about coming down he's only come out of hospital on Monday 
But anyway, if you if you do or you don't, John, look after yourself, mate. Big shout out to John Rankin, wishing you all the best, mate. I'm still here after two and a half years, and you will be too, mate. And uh, second shout out, if I may, to another contributor. I haven't heard from Barry for a while. Is it from Barry Moon? Um, he messaged me on on X on Twitter. Can I have a shout out for my son Gary Moon, who died at 55 years old? Big Mill fan. Thank you. Um, I don't know if that's recent, Barry, or if that's a while ago. Condolences from everyone that listens to the show for that, that loss, mate. 55 years old. Wow, that is that is no no age at all. Thank you very much for that, Barry, and uh, I'll message you privately, mate. Big thank you for that. Achtung, Mailball. I didn't have my um, recorder running, dear listeners, but it was the weirdest moment in a long while here at Millwall. I'm just sitting in my seat up in Birdshit Corner, and the steward comes across a fairly um, well-populated block one to me to ask if I, I'm sitting in the right seat. Which I actually am. Uh, Row S. I actually am sitting in my right seat, which is maybe an unusual event, I don't know. And he wanted to look at my season ticket to check it, but I don't know why he did that. And I'm going to have to ask out of curiosity. It's a very weird moment. But anyway, we are awaiting the entry of the two teams. I don't know about you, I'm feeling kind of edgy. The um, big build-up all week of a new dawn and the uh, the Joe Edwards revolution, etc., etc. It needs to be delivered on now, doesn't it? And anyway, here come the two teams. Coventry City in their sky blue. Millwall will be wearing dark blue and white as per normal. I'm still a bit buzzed from the sewer. I mean, what's that all about? Anyway, move on, move on. Typical Millwall, as they say. It's kind of a sky blue and white striped shirt. Coventry are wearing. Beautiful sunny afternoon, dear listeners, here in South Burms. It's cold. It's um, sunshine and cold. Docker stand illuminating sunshine. There are, the lights are on. It will get dark, of course, now, early. A huge situation. Joe Edwards speaking all week to the BBC London. Comes across really well. He said he's got his family in here. So that's going to be a proud moment. And I expect it that, you know, the, the den will, will deliver. Give them some attacking football, which we've been aching for for so long. And um, whatever the result, I think the Den will step up to the play today. There was 500 tickets still for sale when I checked earlier on before I came out this afternoon, dear listeners. So just shy of a, of a full house. There are some blue seats still. Not many. Lies in full voice. There we are, Joe being introduced to the crowd. Could be another high crowd. I mean, the number of uh, sellouts and near sellouts that we've had in recent times is, is quite incredible, listeners. Fair play to the marketing team. I do see a lot of continental bugs on seats around me. Um, but that's the way we're going to feel today, listeners. So uh, well done, Mill marketing team. I think get slagged a lot for these, um, you know, Outsiders coming into the den, but that's the way we're going to progress. Anyway, two teams lining up. It's going to be Mill to kick off, attacking the away end. As per the dictums of the Venerable B, writing in 9th century England in Oldie English, in his Anglo-Saxon Chronicle. He Mill will shout attack if the away end in the first half, he wrote. It's going to be goal hero George Savile last week, two weeks ago, who kicks us off. And away we go. Front foot football is what we've been promised. Let's see how it goes. 
bit of sophisticated knocking a ball around the back. I mean, we won't face another team as lax in their defending of Sheffield Wednesday. It's an all push on Tom Bradshaw. The referees missed that. But um, certainly going forwards last week, I felt we, we looked pretty good, pretty sharp. 4-0 win does its own talking. But um, that said, Sheffield Wednesday did create a few chances, early on at least. And decent teams will take those chances. So we've got to be a bit careful just to dampen your... Be a buzzkill. Dampen your enthusiasm, curb your enthusiasm, as the show says. Some nice intricate one-twos here inside the Coventry half. We're, uh, we're about a minute or two into the game. Apologies for my rather casual, probably minute or two stance. I, I can't see the stadium clock anymore, listeners, so I don't have that instant, precise timing that I, I pride myself on this show. It's been interesting listening to Joe Edwards over the past fortnight, listeners, because um, I was trying to explain the difference in coaching style to my wife, who is always an avid listener of um, anything to do with Millwall while she watches MasterChef. Um, I was trying to explain to what I, I take to be the difference, the approach of Joe Edwards, is that clearly um, our squad is what it is, and some, some players will have more potential than others, but I think um, Rowett tried to get players to play within their limitations and I think Joe Edwards is going to try to get these players to go beyond their limitations. I think if you want it in a nutshell that's that's my take on how it may work. This is um, Brooke Norton Cuffey now breaking down the right side. Didn't he play for Coventry on loan? Gets clattered, free kick over the right side. And when I explained that difference too I felt like kind of uh, Bertrand Russell explaining some deep point of philosophy you know, Wittgenstein versus um, Heidegger or something like that. She looks suitably impressed. Free kick on the right side. George Honeyman's going to take it, dear listeners. Three-ish, going towards four-ish minutes-ish. Well, it took a moment for the crowd to respond to an attacking play here. Didn't quite know what to do. Balls into the mix. Going for a goal kick. Mill players are pleading for a corner, but not going to be given. Talking of Master Chef, I had uh, a, 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 a bratwurst from the German sausage stand concession behind the CBR. I got here early, as I've said already in the show, and I got a bit peckish, so I went and had a bratwurst. Uh, it was very nice. I've got to be honest, it's a um, sharp contrast with the double-double pie mash that I had earlier on this season. Um, I would eat there again. It was all right. I mean, bread roll, nice pickle, nicely cooked sausage. Nice job. They're a little bit pricey, but I don't mind paying for a decent um, grub, do you? Eight pound? I mean... It filled me up, done me, done me a power of good. So, um, yeah, the, uh, the German sausage stand. Coventry set up in the uh, banks to uh, try and keep us at bay. When we're pressing back, this is the uh, goalkeeper. Nice uh, um, bit of control there, in fairness, to chip the ball away. And ball down the middle, this is the 11. Beautiful save there, the 11. I thought he was going to get pushed there, but we're going to con- concede a penalty. Nice save by Bart Belkowski, though, listeners. That was a ball move right down the middle. Shot on target, and Bart batted it away. About eight minutes in. I think we've had more entertainment in this game since the, you know, the whole of Gary Rowett's reign, dear listeners. That is an exaggeration as well, isn't it? This is the seven now breaking on the right side. We did look a bit open defensively at Sheffield, so uh, Bart takes that neatly. Nicely done. Mill pressing well at the moment, dear listeners. This has got the crowd on its feet. Little one-two, George Savile. That's going to take the deflection. It's going to be a corner. 
reading an article in The Athletic about um, some of the things that English footballers have moved away from, and one of them is the excitement caused by a corner, because apparently it's no longer seen as um, the thing to chip the ball in from a corner into the mix. Now you play short corners a lot more at the top level. Um, I always like a corner. I can't help it. It's bit, it was, it was in, in amongst the list of things like 4-4-2 and goalkeepers lumping it straight down the middle, all of which I love because I'm an English football fan of 1970s vintage. In comes the corner. Dipping in, the goalkeeper takes. Easy enough. Ten minutes, just over ten minutes gone. Yeah, apparently uh, short corners are de rigueur in amongst the... Uh, the, the circles around Pep and uh, others of his ilk whereas I like to see it lumped in the middle for a big header this is uh, Coventry now 27 on the right hand side balls into the middle it's volleyed over wow big chance there Coventry 11 minutes dodge the bullet It's a bit of a traditional Millwall there. None of this um, sophisticated talk that we've had all week from Joe Edwards. Some nice little triangles over there. Back to Casper Denor. He's got uh, Zian. Oh, shot into the mix. Oh, oh he's in the post. Crossing from the right side. George Honeyman. Wow. Lines at the post, dear listeners. 13 to 14 minutes gone. That was a deceiving, it almost deceived me. It was like a cross that was going behind, but somehow drifted onto the, onto the crossbar. No, we were promised front foot football. We've certainly had that so far. Great tackle there, Jules Longman. Mill win the ball midfield. Jersey and Fleming finds Honeyman over on the right side. He's got Brook Norton Cuffey overlapping him. He's going to be fed it. Here he comes. Brook Norton Cuffey balls into the box. Straight at the 28, unfortunately. Ryan's retaining the ball quickly, recycling the ball, I think they call it in Rugby Union. This is uh, Zian Fleming, he's had more time and space, I think, but back to goal now, but we do keep possession. Ryan Longman now, on the left, coming towards 15 minutes. We will finding, this is going to be a revelatory sentence, listeners, so brace yourself, but we're actually finding men in space with passes inside the, uh, the opposition half. This is um, new, new, new thinking, new worlds. It's like the opening track on Visage's album. This is Brooke Norton Cuffey. Shot wide left. Low daisy cutter. Goalkeeper was down for it, but it was about a foot wide. 16 minutes in. Playing the ball out from the back. This is another uh, trend of our times. According to The Athletic, I'm going to... Keep quoting the athletic to your listeners because it makes me sound kind of intellectual. As a you know, a bit different quoting some sport or something, isn't it? We're going to be missing the old days of the long over the top ball from Jake Diags, 35 yards. We'll be quoting it to our grandchildren and miss the eyed football in the old days. Anyway, that move breaks down. This is Coventry on the on the attack now. The seven on the right. Ball in. That's going to go for a corner, right-sided corner. 17 minutes 18 minutes into it it's been a bright start by Mill in fairness both teams have had opportunities but Mill certainly playing a brighter style I think that's um, evident from the opening 18 you know I said about well done the marketing team listeners earlier on you know I, I made that little speech about how brilliant it is that we've got bums on the seats I'm now surrounded by Germans it's like the, the uh, Battle of Bastogne here listeners 
I'm not so keen on it now. Could I change my mind? Halfway through the first half, listeners. 22 minutes. It's been a bright start. I mean, both teams have had good opportunities. Mill obviously hitting the crossbar and looking bright going forwards. Coventry having a, a screamer of a chance volley over the top. But both teams have looked like they want to get forwards and you feel that goals will come. So the price of the Joe Edwards revolution is we look better going forwards, but we do leave opportunities. Yellow card there. Who's that? That's uh, Jill Saville. Coventry players around the referee wanted, I think, more than that. A little slidey tackle. Yellow card for him. There's Brook, 23 minutes on the right side. I was thinking of Brook Bond, the um, PG Tips adverts. Probably wouldn't get away with those adverts now, would you? But animal use, chimpanzees. Very funny. As a kid, I rolled up at the PG Tips adverts, didn't you? Cooey, Mr. Shifter. Do you know the piano's on my foot? You play it, love. I'll harm it. All that. More applause down there for Kevin Nisbet and Billy Mitch warming up. The game's just gone into a bit of a lull at the moment after that um, bright start by both sides. That said, we've, we've spent whole games in lulls like this, so, um, you know, I'm not, not being a buzzkill. There's a round of applause for Bailey, Bailey Bell on the big screen. Bailey Bell. Stadium applauding. Very nicely done. 24 minutes in. Um, loving memory of Bailey Bell. Young, young baby, young baby, sorry. Um, couldn't see the full screen from where I'm standing. Um, condolences to the family there, obviously. This is Coventry attacking now down the right side. Ball into the box. Wow. I thought that was, uh, there was a, a man free in the middle there. I don't know quite how it stayed away from the goal there. That was um, Wes Harding, I believe, that got on the end of it in front of his own goal and somehow kept it at bay. Big chance there for, for Coventry on the break. They've looked dangerous coming down our flanks. 27 minutes into the half, dear listeners. We're pressing quite high here. They do bring it out, though, listeners. And now they have a chance to break, which is the, uh, the yang to our yin, isn't it? They're coming down the left side here. This is the 11. Ball across the face of the goal. Another opportunity for Coventry. Wow. No one in the middle there, thankfully. It's gone past 28 minutes. Nice work by Murray Wallace. Got his body in the way then. Breaks. <laughs> I was just going to about praise his football brain then when it got away from him to uh, take you back to the old days. This is a chance now for uh, Coventry to break, listeners. This is the 11. We've got bodies forwards. The 11 in front of the goal. 1-0 Coventry. It's gone in off of uh, Wes Harding. A header at the, at the left side post. Break forwards there. Ball in from the left side. It was headed home from close range. In off of Wes Harding. It's uh, 29 minutes into the game. Goal scorers making some kind of binoculars sign. Whatever that may mean. In fairness, they've had a few chances. They've had the ball zipping forwards across our goal a few times. And um, we've, we've just slightly gone off the, off the boil in that, in that way. We started well, but uh, we haven't sustained it. So 1-0 Coventry. No, just lacking a little bit of um, zip going forwards at the moment. Casper Denor finds Zian Fleming. Shot from distance. The goalkeeper takes it in the end. He spilled it initially, but no one was in there that close. He didn't really have an awful lot of power by Zian, but good to see him shooting. A lot of blue shirt, uh, sky blue shirts around the ball, wherever it lands, unfortunately. We're finding not an awful lot of space coming forwards, which gives them the chance to break when they do break it, break the move down. Ball breaks, Tom Bradshaw now. Referee, let's play for go on. I thought that was a foul on Bradshaw. This is uh, Savile. 
out wide is George Honeyman on the right side of the Coventry penalty area. He's trying to get across in. He gets a dink in. The goalkeeper takes. Coming towards 38 minutes. Boat beside me has not stopped yakking to his mate, not looking at the game. I'm really revising my, my views of the middle marketing team. I've got to be honest with you. <laughs> That's a more sophisticated review. It's the seven going down the right side. He looks a dangerous little player, actually, the seven. Twisting and turning. This is a 27 side of the mill box. Shot from the 28 now. On target. Bar bats it away. Last ditch stand um, defending, but uh, West Holding does clear it in the end. There's a shot on target from the edge of the penalty area, which Bart managed to get down to, and West Holding cleared it, dear listeners. 42, going towards 43 minutes. It's a Dutch flag behind the uh, Colblow Lane goal. Big one. Kind of thing the Dutch fleet might have flown in their attacks on the River Medway, which I've always thought was a good move. 43 minutes. It's been a disappointing half as it's gone along from the Lions. Early opportunities in the, in the initial rush. Opportunity to, um, you know, score early on, hit the crossbar. In fact, as it's gone along, we've looked a little bit second best, in all honesty. And Coventry have grown into the hole. So there's work to be done in the second half, for me. Zian now coming down the, the left flank. Operating on it as a, in a wing position here. Balled into the middle. Tom Bradshaw couldn't get anything on it. This is going to be Tom. Uh, Joel Savile slaps it into the goalkeeper. It falls to Zian Fleming. Can't get a clear shot on goal there from a very tight angle. It's cleared. Big chance there for Millwall. There's half time. Millwall nil country one at the break. Um, as I say, bright start by the Lions. Both sides bright start. Um, the goal was really put Coventry in the driving seat at the moment. There's going to be work to be done in the second half. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Achtung, Mailball. Just a quick interjection to um, post-match. I completely forgot about the... Pundit Games question, dear listeners, give you the answer to the two questions, which is unforgivable. So, 
put this together after the event. Hope it sounds realistic and you are you are fooled into thinking I did remember it at the ground. But the answer to the two questions, the um, journeyman midfielder who was high in the ranks of Football League appearances, played everywhere, been everywhere, seen it, done it, bought the t-shirt, is Mr Neil Redfern, forgotten his name. I believe he played for Palace for a while. Neil Redfern, anyway, played over many, many clubs, currently managing the Sheffield United women's team, apparently. Um, the second player, the international, the, the Ivory Coast stroke French international, who headbutted Stuart Pearce, played at Rangers briefly, was Basile Boli. Basile Boli. Do check out punditgames.co.uk for this and all these, and many more questions like it. It's a great football quiz game for the football head in your life. Punditgames.co.uk. Select the Achtung Mill drop down, and the Lions Food Hub gets a benefit from each sale. So, good calls, too. Both teams out for the second half, the listeners. A lot of comment online, but just looking through some of the Twitter comment. A lot of praise for the, uh, the Joe Edwards revolution, the passing style. But clearly, one or two players identified as being uh, at the, the limits of their capabilities. Some nice passing movements by Millwall. We started off the half with that. We let that slide a little bit. Clearly that's been the Edwards instruction at half-time to get back to that, if we can do. Triangles moving forwards. Germans have all gone downstairs for ein, ein Bier, or zwei Bier. Well, in their case, Zwolf Bier. Bieren. My word, they don't stop yakking. Not many of you watching the watching the, the football. I'm sounding like a right old git, listeners. If you hear me on this podcast sounding like a right old git, give me a shout. Let me know. I'll stop. I'll stop the podcast. I'll try and you know be less of a of a buzzkill as I said earlier on. Darkness falls as uh, the man in block eleven said already. Floodlights illuminating the pitch. A train trundles past. There we are. I've set the poetic scene for you, dear listeners. Five minutes into the second half, so what, 50, 51 minutes? No signs yet of Mill taking any kind of control of the game. At the moment, it's looking like Coventry are working at it, but are in control. So we do need to change things soon. I'm hoping that Joe Edwards sees what I see. Mill facing the proverbial two banks of four defenders. Struggling to break it down now. We'll win a free kick. I'm telling you lies. We've won a free kick. A little triangle passing will be the way we try and break this down free kick on the right just inside the uh, Coventry half Honeyman with a free kick it's not flighted particularly well it's going to run through to the goalkeeper I think yeah, he collects 15 minutes into the second half we haven't really made much of an impact in my opinion 60 minutes on the clock nicely done Casper Denor from distance is a shot wide left about a yard left there was a, a shot along the floor Goal kick. Longman coming out. Idamo coming in. Yep. Idamo Marku coming in for Ryan Longman, who's not done a huge amount for me this afternoon, dear listeners. Idamo playing for his country in a week and uh, assisted. Got an assist, I believe, for the Republic. Assisted North. Duncan Watmore gets it on the right side. Ball into the middle. Crosses a Cole. Oh, shot wide by Joe Savile from the from the D. That's better, Millwall. We're looking more effective suddenly. 63 minutes. Mill desperately trying to claw their way into this game. There was a few moments ago. Obviously, we looked a bit brighter. Let's hope that continues. Idamo does well over on the left side there. Bit of energy there. It's gone the way back to the 
Coventry goalkeeper, unfortunately. This is Murray. Threads it forward, finds Zian. On the left, he cuts inside. What can he do? Little drifty run from Zian. Fleming just gets away with it. Gets away from him. Referee gives a free kick. Just couldn't um, get any space for a shot there, Zian Fleming. There's ball threaded down the middle of Coventry 8 from distance. Great save by Bart. Rebound is slotted over 2 0. Murray caught for pace, listeners, I'm sorry to say. Um, great save from Bart. The ball was loose. Murray didn't get there quick enough. Slotted in for 2 0. Gives us a mountain to climb. 69 minutes. Uh, 20 minutes, 21 minutes to go. Coventry spread play. This is the winger. Again, Murray found Monsing pace-wise. That's a ball across the face of the goal. We dodge another bullet there, listeners. The winger is fast. Murray is as slow as I am. <laughs> oh, dear. Ticking to all 75 minutes, listeners. A goal would change it. It would bring the crowd in. We've not had a huge amount to dine on the second half. We've had hints of moments. We've looked better in um, passing at times. You can start to see the, uh, the framework that... Joe Edwards wants us to play. They're the revolution. Uh, one or two players have fallen a little bit short. They've been limited in, in what they can do. But in comes a free kick anyway, whilst I make the same points. There's a shot from Zian Fleming there on the volley, but it's into the uh, the melee. Falls to Savile. <laughs> Puts it over the bar. <laughs> the moment there where glory flashed through everyone's heads, but uh, didn't catch it right. Over the bar high. 81 minutes, fans starting to drift for the exits now. This is um, Roman Essay coming in for Zian Fleming. This is the nine from distance, straight at Bart. Bats it down quite neatly. He's played pretty well this afternoon, Bart, for me. We're on uh, 85 minutes. Lions obviously two goals behind, so it's uh, looking like a forlorn afternoon for Joe Edwards' home debut. What can we make of the game? We've hints oh ball breaks is what more oh, he's going to get a free kick there he's rise inside it was cleared in the end by defensive referee let play flow there's shown a, a yellow card after the event so it might have got a free kick out of that but what more was allowed to go on as it is it's a throw in from the left side yeah we've struggled to break down a pretty solid and packed Coventry defence we've tried the triangle passing route and we look more effective I mean uh, you know this is the way that we're going to get some pay dirt here in this division ball in from what more there's a header at the near post by, by Nisbet that's wide um, yeah a lot more effective than we have looks nevertheless it's still a loss and it's still a defeat and a justified defeat in my opinion one or two players clearly were out of their depth out there unfortunately Murray's had a mare this afternoon I think it'll be the one that um, most people will focus on um, we've looked ineffective carving open um, a packed defence not by the best team in the division either so it's a bit of a, a bit of a reality check after that Sheffield Wednesday high last week it's a bit of a come down this week work to be done this is a project so I think um, clearly players are going to have to come in and players are going to have to leave to get a style that uh, Edwards will be happy with. There's a ball through the middle. It's going to be 3 0. No. Good save. He's done really well this afternoon, Bart Bielkowski. Despite being in a 2 0 losing side, um, but for Bart, we'd have been considerably further behind there. 
shot blocked on uh, uh, his legs, gone for a corner, left side corner. 87 minutes. Balls into the box, that's tapped home at the far post. Flight beat Bart there, I was just praising the flight beat Bart there. No one on the far post, 3-0. Busy week ahead, game at Ipswich on Wednesday night, ball into the box. Somehow it stays out of the of the net there, buzzing around in front of the goal from the corner. Um, yeah, Ipswich away, Wednesday night. And then Sunderland back here again next next Saturday. The chance to put right what hasn't worked today. But um, I think we're clearly going to have to uh, address the, the defence. Because I think Sunderland will also hurt us, as we've been hurt today by Coventry. Not the scripted afternoon for Joe Edwards, but um, probably a pretty clear illustration of the problems and the, uh, the issues that he's got to deal with. There's the final whistle. It finishes mill-nil. Coventry City 3, um, probably a deserved spread to be really honest with you. I can't really argue with the scoreline. Um, much more possession, I think, that someone said at half-time that um, we had some 60% plus possession rating, so that will make the, uh, the the XG crowd happy. Um, but overall, um, defensively weak and we lacked the ability to dismantle the Coventry defence. So you get what you get in the championship. There it is. Lions lose it on the, the new dawn. Turns out to have a, a few clouds in the sky. Finishes 3-0. Uh, Joe Edwards' home debut doesn't run to script. Huge welcome to the show to try and review yet another 3-0 defeat. It's my 3-0 defeat specialist. It's Graham Payne. How are you doing, Graham? Cheers, Nick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we only talk in the aftermath of thumping defeats. So I don't know how it's worked out this way, but um, that was another decisive loss today, Graham. And I can't really dress it up any other way. I was, I was, I was trying to think how to start our conversation off, listeners. And I stumbled across a post by a chap on, on Twitter called Mitch Conroy, Mural fan. And he says, I don't know if you agree with this, Graham, um, but it, Mitch says, Joe Edwards is going to have to rip this squad apart. The players are too slow. They're not good enough on the ball. And they clearly haven't got a Millwall mentality either. Uh, he says, goes on to say um, positively that it today doesn't worry him because, in fact, it encourages me to think that these problems will be addressed all the sooner. Um, I mean, Joe Edwards, if he's worked with the England under-21 squad and Chelsea and, and, and to some level Everton, must have been aghast at uh, some of the play that he saw there today, Graham. Um, I thought we just looked second best really, across the whole game, in truth. Yeah, from the, uh, from the kick-off, we, we were second best. At, and I'm sure Joe Edwards, he couldn't have been, he must have known what he was walking into. I'm sorry, he must have just, you know, he's only got to look at our own form this season to realise, yeah. you know, something's not right. And um, I totally, that post from, was it Mick? Mitch, yeah, Mitch. I totally agree with what he said. I think the squad, I, I, I said it on our chat, it's not good enough, and um, it, it needs you know drastic changing. But reading what Alex Aldridge said in the week, it doesn't seem like there's going to be much being done in January. But if the, if this continues, this home form, you we will get dragged into the relegation. We're only six points off the relegation as it stands now. Well, we're depending on depending on the bottom three remaining. 
adrift and you know that that may happen it, it might not i mean teams turn their seasons around they get new management in and a couple of wins turns it around i i agree i think that you know the the, the Millwall argentina uh, account published a list of all the defeats and it, i mean it includes last season as well but i mean it's a litany of defeats we we, we just can't win a pot at home and i don't know it's becoming almost a, a a loop in our heads now i don't think we expect to win at home as soon as the first goal went in today, which is uh, was a header from close range, if memory yeah. serves, I'm trying to think back to it all. But um, that was in the first half, Graham, wasn't it? Uh, but after that, we we looked, we started with a bit of energy and we played some attractive triangular moves without really threatening. There was that moment where um, I don't know if it was a shot or what it was, but Honeyman hit hit woodwork, didn't he, from the right hand side as I was looking at it. I think the goal. Um, Pushed it onto the post, like saved it because un- that was our side. Which is unlucky, but um, I think that was it, really, wasn't it? I can't think of anything other. I can't think really. I mean, there was a there was a moment where I think Savile in the second half shot wide from the D edge of the D. Yeah. Um, but apart from that, we had a lot of possession. I mean, the, the statistics. Yeah. Were, <laughs> you have to laugh at the, you know, those that make statistics, they're gods out there. Um, we we had we had much more improved uh, statistical. Um, possession count today, but we didn't do jack with it really, Graham, did we? So, no. yeah, what, what difference does it make? Um, but I thought Coventry missed a few screaming chances. I mean, up to well, the first goal, they, they had a couple of opportunities. They had the ball flashing around our, our penalty area, and they they missed a volley. I, from, you know, I was a long way away from it, where, from where I sit, but um, they missed a volley over the bar that, um, that we could have been behind much, much earlier in the game. I thought they were a decent looking side, to be fair. And Bar pulled off some amazing saves, you know. You know, yeah, they were yeah. two world-class saves before they scored. Um, yeah, and, and and I think two of the goals he pulled off saves, and they they got the rebounds. I think that the first one and the second one were both saves, and then they got the rebounds. But um, yeah, I mean, it, it could have been it could have been more than three easily. As you say, he pulled off some world-class saves, and I mean, I mean, on his day, I mean, I know that he's he's taken a bit of um, his confidence have taken a bit of a knock in recent times, being dropped. For Jules Long, which is unbelievable, but looking back, but um, you know, he showed today what a quality goalkeeper he can be, and he did keep us in 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 the game. Um, the decisive goal was a second one, really. I think at one 0 we probably had a puncher's chance of getting something out of the match, but I think once we went two behind, I don't know how you felt, Graham, but I I thought, well, that's that's game over. You know, I couldn't see us get anything back, but that was that was a shot, and I think. The man who's getting the the flack online is Murray Wallace and his lack of pace, and I think the second goal fell into that category because he looked like he was just beaten to the punch for the the rebound. I, mean, I haven't seen any of this back, he, listeners, so I could be wrong. But winger, I can't, I, I, I can't think of his name. He, the uh, Japanese guy, yeah. Sakamoto. Yeah, you know, he had him on toast the whole game, didn't he? Every time he attacked him, Murray did nothing he did. to do with him, and it was one of them. You know, Murray has two or three of them games a season where he comes up against a winger who's obviously quicker than him and he he just can't deal with it. And no. <clears throat> unfortunately, he's been, a, you know, I'm not going to pick dig him out. Murray Wallace, there's, there's more than just Murray Wallace that needs to go. Um, you know, there's a lot of players that are not up to championship level, in my opinion, in that squad. And I'm sure Joe Edwards realises that. Well, I mean, if he had his eyes open today, you would see the scale of the problem because I think last uh, two weeks ago, not last week, but two weeks ago, 
was a slight kind of false dawn. They were calling today a new dawn, but I think that was a false dawn last, uh, the last win at uh, Sheffield Wednesday, an unusual result because today felt a bit more like realism. You know, we, we crashed on the rocks of realism a little bit today. I mean, dear old Tom Bradshaw, I mean, I, 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 I like him, but we just never looked like opening up that defence. I mean, they're two, the classic two banks of four in front of us, didn't they? Mm. And we we didn't have a we, we we tried the triangular route round some of it, and it, to an extent, it looked a little bit more effective than you know under under Rowett. But there's no there's no there's no match winning quality up front there, Graham. We just looked. I mean, the, the, the cliche is cutting edge. We had no cutting edge. There's no there's no cutting edge. There's no pace. No, it's it's very static. The only person who looks like creating something is uh, Norton Cuffey when he runs at the defence. But yeah. he seems to just run down um, blind alleys or, you know, he doesn't look up after time and try and pass, but he's our only outlet. But the, 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 the lack of pace in the side, you only had to look when Coventry broke. They had four or five players breaking on us. Yeah. You know, there was one instance in the first half, I think luckily Denor got the ball, but they'd have had three and they'd have all been running in on goal at Bart, you know, and um, it's a big, it's a big problem. And I think, you know, as you say about Tom Bradshaw, the, the centre forward issue just has, again, hasn't been resolved. Um, we need someone who can hold the ball up. It goes to Bradshaw and it just pings off him. You know, yeah. they're going to play that way, one up front. And it wasn't, you can't say today they were lumping it up in the air to him because they weren't. It was on the ground. No, 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 it was on the ground. I mean, I was trying to think of ways to, uh, what's the song? Accentuate the positive, listeners. Yeah. I'm trying to accentuate some positives because I, and you could see the, the bones, the outline of how Joe Edwards wants us to play, which I think I like. Yeah. You know, I'm going back to when it was nil-nil in the first half. Um, it was a bit end-to-end, favouring Coventry, in my opinion, but we had we had some moments, we had some chances. And we were looking to pass the ball. I think I remember commenting at one point, we're passing the ball to our own players, you know, which was felt like a refreshing <laughs> new direction <laughs> um, rather than hit it into the channels and chase, you know. Um, but you need better players to do that, Graham. Um, you know, I think, I suppose Joe Edwards has got to make a, a virtue out of what he's got, really. And I think he's been, tr- he's probably asking players. Murray's a classic example, but there are others. I mean, I don't think Ryan Longman was particularly effective today. I don't think that quite a few were particularly effective. I include Zian Fleming. I don't think he was particularly effective. Um, You know, uh, we presume he's got the ability to be better because he's got this kind of talent reputation. Well, it's probably time to start showing it, Zian, because you are now at the championship level. And if he wants to go any higher, you've got to start demonstrating... How are you going to do it? Because, you know, I contrast it with the, the Japanese winger, Graham, yeah. who I thought was, you know, you could see him playing at a higher level. He's fast. He was quick. Yeah. Maybe he wants a bit of polish. But, you know, blimey, that looks like a player that I'd give my right arm for in our side. So, uh, there's a lot. Of, there's a Joe's got a lot on his plate. And I think that he's going to be a... Coaching can only do so much. I think there's going to have to be some changes across the squad because this. I don't think we're good enough... Um, same point that quite a few are making on, online, to be honest. But we do need, probably January is going to be a big month for us. I know there's no money, but um, we're going to need to find something from somewhere that's going to change our season. Because at home, we just look adrift, don't we? It's, yeah, I, I think, I mean, we've both been going uh, Millwall many years. And I don't think, I can ever remember us 
getting beaten three nil three times at home in a season like that. No, Already. and so dis- decisively. Oh, I mean, oh, you know, yeah, yeah. You can you can go down three nil chasing a game yeah. or try you know trying to turn a one nil into a two one. You know, I, we've all seen games like that, and you, you have to take those. But that's not been what we've seen, Graham. We, we, we've been decisively beaten, and we were decisively beaten. It's not, not beat around the bush, listeners. There was a distance, there's a gap, there's clear blue water between what Coventry did and what we did today. So um, it's, I'm hoping that Mitch is correct and that it hastens Joe Edwards' decision-making. I think he probably needs to be a bit more radical. Today was an unchanged side from Sheffield. Um, I don't know what we you know, I, I don't know how some of the younger players will adjust to life in the championship probably you know it's a chance to find out because the the old the old guard are starting to look very sluggish you've got to go you've got to say the recruitment in i'm going back to the summer now apart from dinore has been poor hasn't it none of them very poor very poor very average, very average. i mean longman longman looks an average player i don't really know if we i can't believe that some of our youngsters couldn't do a better job than say ryan longman today um I wonder really, Graham, whether that 4 0 win at Sheffield held back we by a game the necessary decisions. But probably um no manager would want to change a side that's just gone away from home and put four past um, you know, the perhaps a weak side, a week the weakest side, but you're probably not gonna make a change on the back of that. I don't think any he'll have that um you know, he'll have that kind of um restriction on him or we won't feel that shackle on him now because um, I think we did see the limit of some of these players, and we're going to go to Ipswich on Wednesday night. And they're they're, they're where are they? They're, they're flying at the moment. They're second in the table on thirty nine points. So, you know, um, I can't see that team doing very much much better at, at Pullman Road on on Wednesday night. So, I think radical surgery is going to be needed fairly quickly, um, and it may include playing some of the kids. I don't know. I mean, I, I personally would like to see it because. We know what we're going to get at the moment, and that's that's not not been that's just led, led us into the current malaise, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I mean, he, you know, when the, these uh, Amaku and SA are coming on, they're coming on in games where we're like two nil down, and you know, yeah, you're asking a lot for them to then suddenly change the game. So what I think yeah. what's got to be done is they've got to be given starts and see how they are from the start. I mean. Well, if they're good enough, they'll yeah. they'll float, won't yeah. they? I mean, it's it's the, it's the swimming pool mentality, isn't it? You know, um, I'm just looking for a few a few texts from earlier on today, listeners. Uh, uh, Mark Waldell says Wallace Murray Wallace needs to be shipped out in January. Not good enough for the championship. Um, I think I kind of agree, and it, I, I feel I feel bad saying that. I mean, that's a sentimentality that probably doesn't have a place in in top level football management Graham you know you you have to start being ruthless with players and Murray has you know has been with us since you know well we we saw him play for Scunthorpe didn't we in, yeah in um when we played in, in the, the um, semi-final to, uh, play. that's it yeah so you know and, and you know to say he's a league one defender is not he's not a, um for me it's not an insult it's no. just mean that's your level um, and I think probably that that is starting to look so because coming up against, for example, Sakamoto, they looked like the a player that can really turn it on. He, he looked he looked woeful. Um, another one here. We move on. Says Kieran, trust the process. He says Edwards is the man. Um, it does say that at least uh, Rob Ed, uh, Rob Edwards, uh, Joe Edwards, is not afraid to go for it when we go one nil down. Rowett wouldn't have had the bollocks. He says. Um, 
Yeah. yeah, I mean, I don't know. I don't know how much we, more we can read into that game today because it was just, a, it felt to me a bit like a pounding. Yeah. <laughs> like you've been banged on the nose repeatedly. So yeah, it's quite I don't see us having a, you know, even a, oh, it's a so-called having a go at 1-0. We never really felt like we were having a go. As you say, there was that chance, that shot from Savile, but I don't recall anything else. Really, yeah. you know, there, it, it was some passing movements, but it all seemed to break down as you say, the sit once the second goal went in, you everyone knew that was it. You know, we were we were done then. Game game over. Yeah. Um a thousand I've written this, this is quite poetic actually, listeners. I've written this in my notes. I was trying to think what to say to Graham, because we're not long home from the game. I've written down a thousand mile journey begins with a first step. So it feels like two thousand to go after today. That sounds clever. I don't know how I'll build that in, but I'll just throw it in there. Yeah. Um oh, and another another thing is the you know, it's another eighteen thousand crowd we've had there today, Graham. Unbelievable um, the gates we've been getting this season considering how bad it's been, you know. I, gone, gone to, gone to pot, gone to waste. Eighteen thousand sixty-seven was the attendance today. I was surrounded by Germans who got right on my weaknessness, uh, but that's another story. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's quite something to keep wasting full <laughs> semi-full houses, isn't it? <laughs> Only Millwall can do that. Other teams would regard that as um, as a powerful, um, you know, motivation. But somehow we seem to contrive to throw it away. Um, I think this season is probably average at the then in, in all the years, really. I mean, we've had a lot of oh, yeah. thousand gates this season, haven't we? Even the, I mean, the, the, the missed promotion season, you know, some of the big games, but I'm going back to 2001 too, when yeah. we, we finished up with Birmingham in the in the playoff. I mean, the biggest games as it was starting to come into sight. I mean, you weren't, I think we've got 17,000 against Wolves. Yeah. I remember, remember that. But these have been odd occasions. So to consistently keep on getting big crowds, and I think it's being done by marketing the club as a kind of like a European weekend break type of thing. I mean, certainly that was that was the impression that I built up. I've seen posts from other people online. I, I think it probably you can probably tolerate it more, Graham, when we've won yeah. than when we're getting bashed up at home. So I had the right arm this afternoon. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, that's it. <laughs> but I think you can put up with it more and you'll probably enjoy it more when, when the, the, the football's good. So, um, I, mean, I don't know about you, Nick, but today, I was, I was imagine most, most of us who went today went there today Really, you know, looking forward to going there. A new start. I did. Yeah. Uh, you, but you did won the first game at Sheffield 4 0. And you think, oh, yeah, we'll get a win today. And nah, it's. It's, it's reality. Reality. Yeah. reality check. I think that's probably the best way we can we can leave it. And I think it's going to. Well, we've got a big week ahead of us. We've got Ipswich on Wednesday, which is going to be a tough game, Graham. Yeah. Another tough one next Saturday at home to Sunderland. So, um,. Baptism of fire for Joe Edwards. Let's see what 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 changes he makes. I mean, I, I can't believe that side will, will remain unchanged at uh, Portman Road or, or next week. That. It's going to be interesting to see what changes he does make. I think Ryan Leonard must come back in straight away. I don't know what you know. He's back fit now, and I noticed he was on the bench today. Yeah, I, I would also think about starting Idemo yeah. Marku. I mean, I don't know if he's got ninety minutes in him, the boy. But you know, let's 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 see let's see because. He brought pace and hunger when he did come into the game. He did have much support with him. Um, I, I think also Zian needs a rocket up his arras. Um, you know, I, 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 he's a good player. We all know he's a good player. But um, as we've said already, it's time to start showing it now because you can't just drift around 
Uh, I, I exclude Casper Denor because I think he's consistently a good-looking player, and I think he does he, he, he passes well. But otherwise, a lot of them could do with a, a, a bit of a kick up the Irish, you know. Um, and I, you know, let's see, let's see what um, changes he makes for Wednesday. I, I, I hope it's going to be fairly radical change because I think that we we do need a shake-up. Um, I, think, I think, as you you said, I think because they've won that first game four 0 at Sheffield, you know, it would have been hard for him to change the team. But now, I think he'll realise that you know sentiment goes out the window, and I think there will be changes on uh, on Wednesday at Ipswich. I would have thought. And Alan Campbell was lurking on the bench. I mean, what the point? What the point of him is? I don't know. I mean, he, he didn't do much when he did play. And now he's not contributing at all. So I don't know what the purpose or, pl- or plan is with him. But, uh... Them two loans. I wonder if that can they go back in January or have we got them for the season? I sincerely hope they can go back and we can get some, maybe some of these prospects that I'm sure Joe Edwards knows from the likes of Chelsea and others, you know, to, to bring them in. Because if we're lumbered with Alan Campbell for the season, then, um, I, well, that will be a depressing prospect. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe get him cooking the sausages on the on the burger stalls outside. Put him to some decent use. <laughs> oh dear! Um, big shout out to John. John Rankin. He made it to the den today. He had a heart attack on Monday. I can't compete with that. I, I, I wasn't at the den a week later when I had killed over. But John had, had surgery done. On, well, I think it was on Monday. I think he had the attack on Sunday. He had a, a surgery done on the Monday, and he's at the den. On Saturday, I wish it could have been a better game for you, John. But I just want to give you a big shout out, mate. Well done. That's that's yeah, well done, something. John. Gotta say, Graham, I'm going to let you crack on, mate. Right. Big thank you for joining me tonight. No, um, I wish it was in happier circumstance. I'm going to try and get you on when we, when we win next. <laughs> make, make a change. Have a happier conversation. <laughs> Take care. Cheers, Graham. Cheers, Nick. Afton, no one.